Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 friends in prison. Hello, and welcome to everybody who is coming back and everybody who is new. It has been a while since I've been able to put out a podcast, and I talked about it a little bit on the last episode, you know, why I'm having trouble with the podcast and why I'm having trouble even responding to my pen pals. You know, getting my mail and opening it up has always been a source of great joy. So it's it's very weird to to be depressed and to not be able to open up a letter and read it from a friend. And if I can just say, my friends have been so supportive and insightful and kind. And if you are going through something like what I am and you need that kind of support, there are people who are waiting to give it to you. And there's lots of information in like episodes two and three on how to find a pen pal in prison. But the the easiest thing to do is just to search for it. You know, um, there's Pentacon, my favorite, writeaprisoner.com, Friends Beyond the Wall. And uh, there are lots of articles and things where you will find people's addresses. So, you know, just take a chance. Those people, what's going to make them feel better is to help you. And there is such a, a, a great experience waiting for you if you've never had a pen pal in prison before. So um, what is it? What is it that I'm going through? You know, my my mom passed away just before Easter and everyone says their mom is their best friend and, and everybody thinks their relationship with their mom is special. But for me, it's actually true. You know, my, my mom and I live about eight doors apart, you know, a tenth of a mile. We're practically on the same street. And we would talk every day, you know, not not just about what was happening with me and what was happening with her, but also about all of the medical things that she was going through because it was my job to take care of her. So when she passed away, I lost my mom and I lost my friend and I lost, you know, I don't want to say my purpose. You guys know I have four children and I have a husband and I have lots of great friends and great community, but one of especially in this last year, taking care of mom, my my purpose and my self-worth and my pride was in taking care of her. And now, you know, there's, I, I just need something to keep myself busy, which sounds counterintuitive. Okay, why can't you respond to your friend's letters? Why can't you post a podcast if you're looking for something to help you keep busy? So it's it's strange, but I was crying all the time. And and I'm going to go ahead and just tell you, in, instead of reading my letters to my pen pals, because this is exactly what, what I was saying to each of them, was that um, every day I would cry. And then by seven o'clock at night, which is when I would usually open up my mail and respond, I was just too tired. You know, I just didn't want to do anything. And when I woke up in the morning, I was like, okay, well, I have to do the laundry and I have to get the kids off and I have to cook a, a meal and do those types of things. So unfortunately, I, I was pushing them to the back burner. And so now I'm, I'm trying to get caught up and I'm opening up these letters and they are just wonderful. You know, you don't get somebody saying, hey, you know, you, you need to respond to me. Where have you been? What's going on? And, and it's, it's rude that, that you would ignore me like this. You know, all of them have been super understanding and, and wonderful. So I'm going to start with a letter from my friend Juan. Um, Juan has been one of my pen pals since the very beginning. So I think two and a half years. And 
he's he's very funny. He lives over in California. And um, this one is just a couple of verses. So keep in mind when when if you've never written to a pen pal, I think some people are are uh, overwhelmed and just kind of intimidated thinking, oh gosh, what would I write? Well, in this one, Juan just sent me two verses. You know, we're both Catholic. And um, I have to tell you that I really, really like the fact that he would take his time to find just the right verse to send to me. Um, because sometimes Juan, when he's on his way to mass, has confessed to me that he gets distracted by the basketball court. And, you know, it's it's either mass or it's basketball. They happen at the same time. You know, you don't get in prison to choose that you're going to do both in the same day. So um, sometimes that temptation and I'm going, you know, mass doesn't have to be at mass. So maybe you can go and get some good exercise and see your friends and then go back and, and have um, prayer behind the closed doors when you're alone. So um, hopefully that's what he did on this day. So he sent me a card and it says, a person who passes away is just sleeping in death until awakened at the time of their resurrection. John chapter five, verses 28 and 29. And the other one is from Proverbs. If a person knows about God's arrangement for those who died, we should provide comfort for those who lost a loved one to death. Like apples of gold in silver carvings is a word spoken at the right time. Proverbs 25, 11. Oh, thank you, Juan. Um, this one is from my friend Ariana. And before I read it, I want to tell you a little bit about Ariana and what's going on there that I find very interesting. She has sent me gifts before, little beaded bracelets, and she sent one for each of my kids, which was really cool. I took a picture of the kids' wrists all together with their bracelets on and, and mailed that back to her in a thank you card. She said she can't mail out gifts unless I am added to her list of approved people that she can call on the phone. Well, for me to be approved for her to call me, I have to fill out a form and send them a copy of my driver's license. Also, the phone has to be in my name. So right now the phone is in my husband's name, which is easily enough changed. But the issue is that I use an alias for my last name just because I write to so many people. And obviously the first time you write to somebody, you don't know them. And in fact, I don't know how long you write to somebody before you feel like you know them. Um, I don't feel uncomfortable with Ariana, but I also want to stay realistic as I am writing to so many different people in different parts of the country who are in prison. So when I fill out this form, they have to tell her, right? Claire Aronson is on your um, approved list of people that you can mail stuff to and people that you can call on the phone. So um, as of right now, I have not filled out that form, um, but we shall see if there is some other way around it or um, if I do decide to fill out the form with my legal name. Let's see. All right. So um, Ariana is also caught up on everything that's going on and, oh, and now so are you. Okay. Claire, thank you for always being a part of my days. Your photos always cheer me up. Then when I share them, others smile too. 
I hope you always continue to be a great friend to the world and mine. Just want to let you know that my world is a better place because of you. Friends, Ariana. Thank you, Ariana. You know, there's just, sometimes you need to hear that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I had a postcard from my friend Misty. All right, let's see. Hang on one second and I'll find it. Phew, here it is. Okay, so Misty is about my age. We're in our 40s. She has an adult daughter. And the reason that I mention this is because she strikes me as much, much younger because she is so full of energy. She's always bubbly and optimistic. And we have been writing for, I want to say a year or so, maybe maybe more. Um, but I just feel like there are some people who might put on a little facade and I really, really hope that's not what it is with Misty. You know, I just imagine that if I was in a place like prison, I would want Misty to be there with me. I don't know how I could get through the days. You know, it's it's amazing having a friend like her, you know, and I just have a regular life, you know. So um, she also is the queen of postcards. She has the ability to say something interesting and something that you feel is a little bit I don't know if intimate is the right word, but personal, you know, on a postcard, which sometimes you would think you need more time to get to that type of information and something that is just uplifting and funny and cute. Anyways, so she has just sent a cute little postcard and it says, hey there, Claire Bear, just a note to let you know that you are loved and appreciated and an amazing human being. I am praying so hard for you. And I hope that you keep your head up way high because you have every reason to be proud of you. You really are awesome, Claire, and you make such a difference in my life. Thank you. Talk soon. All my love and prayers and good mojo coming your way. Love, Misty. Well, she didn't say love. She said heart. So I'm just translating that part for you. So she also around the same time sent me a card, a Mother's Day card. So I'll go ahead and throw that one in with this episode also. Claire Bear, I hope you have a great day. You deserve all the good stuff. I am constantly praying for you and sending all my love and good mojo your way. Keep your head up. I love you and the Lord loves you bigger. Mwah. May your heart blossom with all the love being sent your way today. Happy Mother's Day. Love, Misty. I told you, right? Yeah, she's adorable. Um, here's one more I'm going to read to you from Val. Um, Val, I'll read you the letter and then we'll talk about what's going on with Val. And I know that I didn't mention this at the top, but in case you've forgotten or in case you're new, all of my friends have given me permission to read their letters to you. Um, some of them have said, please, you know, put my last name. This is what I've done. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm moving forward. It's the future and the present that is important, but also because it's so important to let people know that there are people in prison and their lives are improved by having friends communicate with them from the outside, even friends that they didn't know were friends yet. So that's just my little disclaimer there in the middle of the episode. Um, but here is something from Val. She's going to start out talking about Star Wars. And okay, hang on. I have another little rabbit hole. I need to go down for a second. I bought Star Wars stamps. Yeah, they're in your post office right now. They're adorable. And so I was, uh, you know, deciding who gets this stamp or that stamp. When I started writing to people in prison, 
there were all of these things about how you have to put their address in the body of the letter and also your return address in the body of the letter, or it might not get delivered all the way. And even if it did, they would have no way to write back to you. So, of course, I was under the assumption that they didn't get my envelope. But that's not true. Even though envelopes have glue in them and stamps are essentially stickers, stickers are not allowed, which includes return address labels. So I had gone on Etsy and bought myself a Christmas gift this year and put return address labels on everything and they got returned to me. I got like six letters in a row returned to me. And so, all right, no return address labels. I have to keep writing it all the way out, but I am allowed to put stamps on it. And I guess that they give my friends the stamps. So now I'm going, well, I don't want to just put a boring American flag stamp on there. Nothing against the American flag, of course, but um, there are so many cool stamps. So I found these Star Wars stamps and I'm like, okay, which one of my friends are, are going to appreciate the Star Wars ones and, and who's going to want something else? So anyways, that's why Val and I were talking about Star Wars. So she says, yes, I like Star Wars and it's understandable why you took so long to respond. See, I told everybody that I, I just can't get around to writing my letters. It's okay. You don't have to justify, at least not with me. Life is going on out there. I say express every emotion that you have, and it's okay. Just do it appropriately. Don't take it out on anyone, and I don't see you doing that anyway. I can cry in the shower. It's actually a good place to do it, especially here. I'm just so sorry that you're going through this. My best advice is you stand tallest on your knees. That's a statement from Pastor Charles Stanley, and I love it. I'm good. I'm just trying to figure this GoFundMe deal out, like how to start a bank account while being incarcerated and having no family to help. You just have to trust someone with your finances that you really don't know. It's scary, but I'm slowly getting things done. I'm also in the process of retaining a lawyer. She has a website, and I'm using my whole stimulus for the initial payment, hence having to set up a GoFundMe for the rest. Hopefully, I'll be able to figure out how to walk that delicate line of asking for help while being guilty of such a horrible crime. I hope that you feel better and you start being able to know that it's okay to be where you're at. Your sister in Christ, Valerie. So Valerie is um, incarcerated for um, a DUI homicide. So this was something that was unintentional. And at the time, she was so racked with guilt that whatever the prosecutor said, she said, yeah, I'm guilty and I'll take that sentence. She, she didn't have it in her to put up any kind of fight. So now that she, she has a 40-year a sentence and she's been in prison for 10 years, she's trying to figure out how she can be a contributing member of society, how she can ask for forgiveness without giving up 40 years. And I, I totally can appreciate where she's coming from. You know, I, I think that she can be a contributing member of society. I, I don't know, is there a better term, you know, a law-abiding citizen, and that she can ask for forgiveness and that she can pay her dues and that she can be respectful to the family of the victims 
while still being, you know, still having some, yeah, sense of self-worth and understanding what she can be in the world instead of just giving up and living totally under that shroud of guilt forever. Um, when, of course, there there will be guilt and there will be, you know, um, wanting to honor those people through the way that you live your life, you know? So it is a delicate position. She says in this letter that she doesn't have any family, which strikes me as odd. I'll have to to ask her. She's mentioned before that her parents were supportive, so I don't know where her parents are right now or if there's some other reason that they can't help her with the uh, with the finances. And she is not my first pen pal who has talked about the stimulus payment. So the the first one I don't believe anybody got. And then there were a lot of people who were talking about um, receiving the second stimulus payment. So hopefully they will do what she has done and put it to some good work, you know, and make sure that all of us should be using this money, you know, to make sure that um, we're doing the most with it that we can. So, yeah, she's going out and looking for a lawyer. I did go to GoFundMe and I didn't see Valerie's page. So I did respond to her and let her know that I didn't see it. And what should I be looking for exactly? You know, what title is it under? That sort of thing. So I'll be letting you know. And uh, we'll be talking more about her legal struggles as she figures out how does she repay her victims and those families and society, and how does she still take care of herself and make sure that she doesn't get lost in the system and in her guilt. So as I've said, I really, really appreciate you guys tuning in and talking about the podcast. And if you're not already, please subscribe, tell everybody about the podcast, and as always, find your own friends in prison.